When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and call. Yeah, whenever the intro is ready. There we go. Hey, everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils. Let's go, Devils. What's Woo. up, everybody? We are the Uncle Puckers, Tony, Dan, I'm Chris, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about yesterday's game against the uh, Boston Bruins, where the Devils lost 3 to nothing, shut out for the second time this season. That was uh, very disappointing, and um, I want to hear Of course, it's a 1 o'clock game, you know? It like, is. They're going to get like shut it. out. Uh, you know, of course, it's a 1 o'clock game. They never play well on this 1 o'clock. No, the one o'clock games are stink. I'm not a fan. And like, I feel like this team just constantly like, you know, just gets you right up to the point. Right. And then they, they, you're, you're finally a believer. Like, all right, they, they might, this might turn around and then they go and, and they, it's not that they play bad. I can't really. No, actually they had them. a great second. They had period. a really good game. It just, you know, the third a lot period of, was a little flat and a couple, and then they start piling on the mistakes and the, and, and the uh, needless penalties and, and some of them were borderline calls, but still, come on, you're down. You know, like, don't take those borderline and calls. Boston against... just played a fantastic game. You know, oh, they yeah, really sure. did. I can't take anything away from them. But, man, I hate getting shut out. I think I, that's the one thing I think that burns my ass more than anything. I'm okay losing, but when you don't score, it's so, oh, it's so well, deflating. Swayman earned it, at least, because he did make some really quality stops, particularly in the second period. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Devils would have pressed as hard the second – they would have got one by him, but he was having a great night. So Nico you know, Dawes looked great too. I mean, I was know. not disappointed in him at all. He he kept us in there. He, you know, there was there's every reason to think that a sub stellar performance. We would have been down four nothing, five nothing, uh, at one point. So yeah, he, he did his job. That's a that's maybe the bright point of that game. It's like hey. Dawes didn't look diminished. We picked up at the L, but he, he looked great. And, and, you know, I think that I'm not surprised they lost last night because I kind of felt going into this game that it was going to be tough for because it was Boston. But I just feel like with those injuries we have, it's just starting to pile up so much. Now. much. I was, yeah, it's just too much now. Uh, and actually, without Nico Dawes' performance last night, the score could have been a lot worse, I think. Mm-hmm. Um you know, penalties, like you said, what you had the Toffoli tripping penalty, I think there was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Marino, it's the kind of thing, if you don't take that one at center ice, maybe they don't call it, but it's like on the fucking logo. There's no reason to put your stick in front of his shins. You see that that play not get called five times a game, right, where the, a player just basically puts his stick in front of the other guy. The other guy kicks it out. It doesn't really impede him. He doesn't really make him fall. Marshawn does a little bit of an acting job. That was some things like don't call it or call both. But in the end, I, you still got to blame Toffoli there, right? Like, just don't give them that. You're down 2 nothing. You can't give them that, you know? And I hate that delay, the delay of game, that Nemitz. You know, I mean, I know, just, yeah. I hate that call, but, you know, it's, 
I mean, I, I do have to say, like, the first goal that was called back as, as soon as they break over the red line, I'm like, it's just my wife. I'm like, they score on this, they got a challenge. This was fucking like a foot off sides. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sure as shit, they score, and thank God it was a foot off sides. And it came back, and I was like, all right, this is thinking this is exactly what we need, right? Get out of right. the first period, 0-0. Zero, zero. And I said, watching the game, this feels like a game where just the one from one goal is going to do it. And it was yeah. fucking exactly yeah, that. Yeah. It was that feel because both goaltenders I thought were playing really good. But I do have a – what was Brendan Smith doing when he took that run at – I don't even remember what Bruin it was, but, you know, cause like he was flying. If you see that play, like what was he trying to do? Like I was thinking like did he get in his head that he's like the, you know, career-ending like Scott Stevens of today kind of guy? Is is that what it was? Because you you might be right. I don't know because he looked like he was like totally out of his element. But that hit on Bedard awkward. was completely legit, though. No, no, I no, no problem yeah, with that. That's not like Bedard went yeah. right into him. That's forward to Boston, and here he is. He's like, okay, what's in his head now? And I was just thinking maybe that whole this is my identity now. Yeah, I and I mean, know. he took a run and he was going full speed, and mm-hmm. all the Boston Bruin player did was just sidestep him. And he gets the worst of it, and he's out for the game, and I haven't heard anything about it. Which I think he's a loss right now with this lineup the way it is. I mean, oh, Brendan yeah, Smith definitely. played a big part on this team in the last two weeks. That's going to suck. That's, he was, why, it's a good Brendan Smith leg injury, game, I heard. But, uh, I, I yeah, it was a knee on knee, but mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. I don't understand what he was trying to do. I don't I don't get it. Well, I, I, I like the idea that the Devils need to hit, and Brendan Smith's going to deliver it to you, but – you know, like it's always been the case with him this season. It's how he does it. Is, it, yeah. is he going to pull it off or not? And and he, I think he has the right intentions of grit, determination, and all that shit, but he doesn't pull it off sometimes. So sometimes it results in a bad penalty. You know, we're complaining about the Foley. He's taking way worse calls than oh, you know, yeah. way worse than that. But uh, and other times it it could result in this kind of thing where he's just throwing his body around and okay, he didn't get a penalty, but boy, uh, he, took, he might have took himself out for quite a while. I don't know what. Yeah, the I'm, I'm, what, what the uh, fuck is he doing? What? Why? I just I don't get it. And maybe you're right. Maybe he feels that that's his his only job now, and he's you know overcorrecting. I guess, and and he he went for it, but it was it, that. it just I don't know. <laughs> seemed a little seemed to, you know they're, they're very right. unnecessary. And it also seemed like stuff that he didn't necessarily do. He's always right. playing, but this one it looked like he went for it. You know, like. And that's why it stood out like, okay, wait, is this supposed to be coincidence that you just laid out Bedard and now here you are taking this kind of chance, which unfortunately did not work out for him. It really is. The hockey gods are really just taking a dump all over this team this year. A rough fucking year. But they survived the shitstorm. They might come out the other side. That's it. Renewed and and ready to go. I hope. And and you have to admit, you guys, are you really – like this game last night – you kind of had a feeling like I remember, I think it was right when the game was starting, they were showing the, the, who the devils had sitting out and I'm just looking at the names and I'm like, how do you, it's how, how can you win again? You know, the game, especially yeah, with the like a whole great team that's oh, out right now. Right. But, yeah. I mean, it's and crazy. Yet, at least it's a crazy. great line. And yet you look they're at that Bruin game and they're in that game right up yeah. to the third period. Yeah. They're in that game up till five minutes left in the third period. Right. Um, you know, they, they, Skated their asses off. They played really good. Nico Dawes was outstanding. And like you said, Dan, they got a little bit uh, at the late in the third. They got a little lackadaisical. It ended up costing them. You know, it kind of got, it kind of seemed like they, at the end of that game, they just, instead of really pressing, I feel like some of those guys just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was kind of the mindset I got. But 
again, if Brennan Smith is out, now we got to take a look at Cal Foot. He's a big boy. He can hit. You know, maybe maybe he can bring a little bit of stability until things come back on that blue line. At least Wednesday uh, tomorrow night against the Canadians, it's at home. I know the Canadians are a good team. They, I mean, I know that they're on the bottom of the standings, but if you look at their record, they're right around 500. Like they are, you know, just a a couple of guys away from actually being a playoff team. So they're going to play really hard no matter what. Um, so that game, you know, makes me a little nervous. But, I mean, you look at what they did to Florida and depleted, same depleted lineup. They played great. So, yes. and I, I, you saw that carry over in the Boston game, but it was just, I think, too much with the injuries, like you said, Tony. It was, that was just, it's too much now. You have to start getting some guys back because you look at our schedule, right? We have Dallas coming up. We have Carolina coming up. We have some really big games coming up. And yep. without, you know, mainly, I mean, we're talking mainly, right, like Timo and, and Jack. Like, these guys got to get back. Um, I have no idea what the time frame is. And it looks like I'm not going to see Jack Hughes on Monday night against the Knights. And I really felt in the Tampa game with no that, you know, going into that overtime, you know how you always feel confident this year going into that overtime. When you don't have Hughes back there, you just, it's just, just changes the whole, because we're a deadly, we know we're a deadly team when it comes to overtime. Well, not anymore. Um, Not without Hughes. We're just kind of average. And the power plays, blah, without him. You know, you're missing the catalyst that brings 90% of your offense. I mean, he's got to get back. But I have to give some credit as much as I don't like the Boston Bruins to the Boston Bruins because none of us this none of us during the offseason because last year I forget what some crazy record, right? They they finished the season with oh, yeah. some nuts, a new record for wins. Not record, yeah. So and you look at them again this year, they had eight losses this year only. I mean, I, I'm I'll admit like I did not expect them to have this kind of season again. You know, and it comes down to goaltending. I think at the end of the day, a lot of it is the goaltending. And we saw last night with Swayman, he was really impressive. They got a great, strong work ethic. And if you just look at the average age of that team, I mean, they got some nice veterans who are like really stability. Marshman, even McAvoy and all. Like they, they, they have like a team that I could see us saying, you know, a few years. That's the kind of veteran, solid, high performers we're going to have. We, we don't Charlie have that. Coyle was a pain in the ass last night. Yeah, yeah uh, I'll tell you who played a great game for us last night was Nico Heischer. He yes. played yeah. a fantastic game last night. Carried yeah, that team, uh, and that's what you want to see. Uh, and I, look, I I think if you take the last five games, four games at least that the Devils have played, and I think they're two and two in those four games. All four of them. I thought they played really well. I think if Nico Dawes is playing Saturday in Tampa or whenever that Thursday night in Tampa, I think we win that game. Uh, You know, I really do. If I want to pick up one thing with Boston game from the Devils, I will tell you it's yet another example of a team that has a little size and pushes around, makes us play a little differently. Now, the Devils answered, and they didn't really, like, look uh, like they weren't answering the call of physicality, but – it makes them rush their game a little bit. Like all the little plays where the devils get the puck and on a team without that kind of interference, take that extra second to make a great pass or to make the extra move or to not run into each other. All those kind of confused things that happen when you feel pressure, when the other team's like accurately delivering pressure, when you are like a little bit better uh, on handling different style games, that will affect you. I'm not going to say not at all, but less than it did. I feel like they're still on their journey to get to that point to deal with the 
more physical teams. And think about this, Dan. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Think about this. They lost, you know, really it's 2 nothing. They lose 3 nothing, but it's empty net goal, yes. blah, 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 whatever. Look how much offense we're missing. And it just if you really look at the game overall, yeah, we lost. It sucks we lost. I'm not totally surprised we lost. But with missing Jack Hughes, Mitch, you know, just going through the names that were missing, Meyer, you know, you can't be too disappointed. You're disappointed in the loss, but you've realized that, you know, we have a lot of negatives on our team right now. We hung in there with Boston in a lot of ways. Yeah, and well, I think- but as I look at this game, the way Boston played, I think even our superstars would have had a harder time getting in there. They might have. They might have. But I feel like we still have something to learn with the guys we have here who can score if they can make it work. They're not quite doing it when the other team leans against them physically as much as they should, maybe. And some of our, our young defensemen, and I mean, I think Simone Nemich has played fantastic uh, this season since being called up. And I think Luke, Luke Hughes has been playing really well, but uh, has played really well. The last handful of games, I've seen him kind of, uh, you know, you see those rookie mistakes. You see those, uh, you know, not getting the puck, not making the quick decisions with the puck, Clearing not knowing the puck. what to I mean, do. Carrying it a little too much. You're saying like clear the zone. Clear to the point. Kind of annoying, but sometimes he's accurate. And and some of our guys, like especially the defenseman Hughes, they guilty of trying to set up the outlet pass at the cost of turning over the puck still in your end when you're you know been in your zone for over a minute. Everybody's tired. Just clear the puck. And I'm not picking up Hughes. And I think the whole team is a little guilty there. I think even from this season, you look at like when we play a physical team back in October, November, uh, we were getting just run out of the building. Now we are answering the bell a lot more. Uh, They are giving it back physically. And I feel like this team, the way that they played the last four to five games, when we get the the main dudes back, Jack Hughes, Nico, I mean, uh, Timo Meyer and Andre Palat, you get those three guys back, hopefully Brennan Smith soon. And if they can incorporate that, great power play, that great skill, along with this responsible defensively taking care of the hits, doing, you know, playing physical, not getting completely thrown off your game. I think they can be a very, very good team, but it's a matter of you look at the standings and you have fucking everybody just bunched up. You know, this is, it's crazy. Uh, So giving away any amount of points, Regardless of why, it's just, it it hurts, you know? So, you know, now we are officially starting tomorrow on the second half of the schedule. It's our 42nd game. We've played half the season. And if this team had been 100% healthy, I think we can look at where we are right now and say this has been a disappointing half of the season. But because of that and because of our goaltending, I don't know if you can, like you said, I don't know if you can complain about it. You know, of course we want to see him do more. We want to see him get better. And they probably will get better because the trade deadline is ahead and we have a whole bunch of guys that should be back soon. And if they can stay healthy and go on a run, I think that they can be a really good team. But That's true. I, I just get the feeling with this team that like the season hasn't started yet. Right? It we feels like it. We, we yeah. haven't really had the start no. that we were hoping to have back in October. And, uh, you know, like there's still but it's not only that we didn't get that over oh, bumped. I'm not saying that I'm saying like it could still start at any yeah. point. We can completely be on the agree. same right track where we want it to be with a, looking at a playoff team that can go deep. I still believe that. 
or who knows because we can take that turn too if you guys might have one player that we lost from last year that who would it be that back on this team right now that you think that we miss the most like what spot i mean i i guess defense wise graves wouldn't have hurt yeah. to have in the lineup that's what i was going to say graves yeah yeah i would go with graves yeah um I'm but no bobby with go with graves too so i do i do want to bring something. blackwood no, i'm just kidding <laughs> well i mean it's better than much worse. It, I mean, he's, a little worse. He, I don't think he would have done worse than Vanacek. He was year. doing okay that, in San Jose. Yeah, I don't have kept yeah. up to date. I don't want him. I don't want him. Like no matter what, I, I also think that that's a big part of him getting out of here. I think that he needed this change of scenery, mm-hmm. and it's helping him a lot. If you were to bring him back here, or if he would have stayed here, we probably still have the same old Mackenzie Blackwood. But yeah. you know, let's talk about goalies because it does look like we have at least one very serviceable goalie. Looking promising. Right. Well, you know, we all this talk about who are we devils going to get? You know, we're one of maybe four or five teams that are legitimately in a goalie market. There are three names that keep on getting regurgitated, and that's Jake Allen, John Gibson, Jacob Markstrom. These are the three guys. Now, we know that you could probably get Jake Allen for, you know, maybe a, a second round pick, maybe a prospect, something like that. You can bring Jake Allen in. I think he has a, a, I'm not sure what his contract is, and I don't even know if he has any term. You might just be renting the guy for this year. So that's Jake Allen. All right. Then, you know, you got Jacob Markstrom. Is Calgary really going to move him because they are winning and they are kind of right at the cusp of a playoff spot, if not in one already? I haven't checked the standings. So is Calgary going to go? I know they have three goalies. I know that they really like their two young guys. Uh, Are they going to pull the plug on Jacob Markstrom? And then you go to John Gibson, and, and it's a big contract. It's a lot of money, and it's three more years. Then you go to John Gibson, another big contract. And you have Pat Verbeek, who's GMing Anaheim, who you know is going to want top premium price. So those are the three main guys. But let me bring up a fourth guy, and let me know what you guys think. Because as of a couple of days ago, I don't even know if this guy was on the market, but Elvis Mer. Marzlinski, what the hell's his name? Um, I always hear yeah. this guy's name. Elvis Merlickens. Mer- Elvis Mer- Merlickens. There's a Z in there, though. Merzlickens. Yeah, good luck. Merzlickens. Uh, Elvis Merzlickens from the Columbus Blue oh, Jackets nice. has requested a trade. Wow. And he wants think, out. He made uh, some comment, right? Elvis it says here that. Building. The, what's that, Dan? Elvis has almost left the building. And he, you know, what do you think about Elvis entering our building? It says here, the goalie spoke following a 4-3 shootout win against the Canucks at Nationwide Arena on Monday. He made 27 saves and stopped all four players in the shootout in his first game since December 29th. He said, quote, after my last interview, everybody knows I requested for a trade. Quote, everyone was still here playing for me and blocking the shots for me. This was awesome. I really appreciate my teammates. It wasn't an easy game for me, and they made me feel easier. They let me feel the puck better and easier, and I appreciate for that help. Okay, so he doesn't speak English as his first <laughs> language, but you all get the idea. Okay. Merzlikens has been a healthy scratch in three straight games and four of the past five playing behind Tarasov and Spencer Martin until backing up Tarasov on a, on backing up Tarasov on against the Seattle Kraken on Saturday. Merzlikens told the, the media article. He doesn't yeah, I know. Told the media on Friday he was not happy being the third goalie and that he, his agent, and the Blue Jackets organizations had agreed that a new scenario was needed. 
When asked at the time if he had requested a trade, Merzlikens reiterated the phrase, new scenario. But on Saturday, he told several reporters off the record that he may not have made himself clear and would talk later about the situation. Right now, he's 8-8-0 with a 3-2-2 goals against average, a 9.06 save percentage. He's played 24 games, and he won his eighth game of the season on Monday to surpass his win total from last season when he was 7-18-2 with a 4-2-3 goals against and an 8-7-6 save percentage in 30 games, 27 starts. So there's a little bit more about here, where he was drafted, everything like that. And... um so what do you guys think about Merzlikens? I mean, I like a number over nine. That'd be nice, right? Like, well, it is eight. over nine now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's big. Um, he's now, and he's not on a great team. So that says mm-hmm. something. I don't know. I, I think he's be willing to look at the package necessary to do that. And I can't see that he's our dream goalie. So we're not going to go and, and give up a lot for this guy. I don't think. I don't yeah, see I've that. I've watched him play. I've watched him play. I'm not a. I'm not really sold on him. Um, obviously, there's a reason they don't want to keep him too. I mean, you know, well, like I said, they I, have other guys. It looks like that's yeah, what it I, looks I, like. We've. I think you got. We've. We've seen this guy play. He's, he's. I don't know. I don't think he's the answer. Him and like Gibson actually are the two guys that I'm not really interested in. Oh, okay. Not Gibson. I'm either. much more interested yeah. in Elvis Merzlikens than I am uh, John Gibson. I'll tell you that. Yeah, neither of them, for, you know, Just because uh, of the age mostly, or well, let's see. He is uh, how old is he? Let's find out a little bit here about. He uh, is 29, so he's getting right into that you know sweet spot. 29, 30 years old is where they really kind of hit their peak uh, goalie. Uh, I need to take a look at his contract. So let me do that real quick. And we'll see what we have. 29, Dan? 29. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Seems like yesterday. Yeah. 29. Okay. So he became a Blue Jacket in 2021. He's got a five-year extension that he signed in 2021. So there's three years or two and a half years left on it with a uh, – annual with an AAV of 5.4 million. So we have the money. It's not a huge cap hit. I mean, it's more than what we're paying Vanacek and stuff, but it's not a a huge hit. And, you know, I just think a guy like that with Nico Dawes can shore up our goaltending a lot more than Vitek Vanacek and Nico Dawes. I don't trust Vitek Vanacek at all anymore. And I'm kind of at the point, like, I don't even really want to see him play. I'm especially after watching Nico Dawes. Uh, for whatever reason, it's not working out for Vanacek, and I don't know when he's going to get another start. I think that you should give Vanacek, I mean, Dawes tomorrow, and I think, like we talked about the last show, Dan, maybe you give Vanacek Friday against Columbus. But, right. you know, we're probably going to get a look at Elvis Merzlikens on sun, on Friday against Columbus uh, if he plays. I I like that. Other than, If you can't make a deal for Jacob Markstrom, who I think is prob- you know the right. best guy out of like those. like the premier guy in his uh... – in this right. And if you can't make a deal with them, I think John Gibson is off the table. I think Pat Verbeek is going to wait for a team that is so desperate, Toronto, um, where, you know, they might give up, uh, you know, a King's ransom for him. And I think that's what he's waiting for. And I don't want to see us give up a King's ransom for no. John Gibson. No, I don't. I, but, I totally agree. Really, for anyone in this pool, Markstrom is probably worth. You know, decent amount, but I still don't want to handicap the team. I feel like right. 
you know, like this year is not the year to go a hundred percent at all in at the expense of the future. Doesn't mean I don't want to make moves. I do. And, you know, I think there's plenty of room for Fitzgerald to make a move that's going to help this team and he should pursue that. But, you know, like just, Oh, you've got to get a goalie now. Cause that's the only thing going on with our team. Uh, I, I don't think that's true. No, you saw it last night. I mean, we had great goaltending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nico Dawes did his job. He allowed two freaking goals in. You couldn't yeah. score one. That's right. not on him. Right. Um, and it's only one game, but it tells a story of the year that that I felt like was long and being proven. And now it's kind of being proven. Uh, you know, if we have great goaltending, the best you can expect, we're still not where we need to be. And there's a reason we're losing beyond the goaltending. The goaltending was part of it. And now Dawes is, I think, in a few games at least, given us spectacular goaltending. And, um, you know, I think the winning percentage that he's produced is the best you could hope for from any goalie at this time. And what do you think, Tone? I don't know. I kind of agree with Dan. Almost, <laughs> I really do. I, you know, I mean. <laughs> you had to do the whole. Oh, I had to think. I didn't remember where I was for a second. <laughs> you were drinking a tasty beverage. You know, tasty it's beverage, like it does man. sound like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a. No, man. I don't want to see us. Year. I don't want to see us give away everything. I kind of feel like I don't know if this is our year. Um, right. And I think we kind of peaked a little bit early last year. We got blessed with the no injuries. And uh, I think this year, you know, I mean, I don't know if we're made for a long run, but I would hate to see us give away a Nemitz or a, um, or a lot of these kids, actually. I mean, we have a lot of a lot of future down there. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to see us give up everything for, for this season because I think that we're a few things away this season. I don't think well, it's just goaltending. I think defensively we're, we got some the youth issue, which is not a – it's going to be a great thing eventually. But right now we're seeing mistakes, you know, that is, of course, it's going to happen. It's a learn. It's the learning curve, you know. But uh, I just don't want to see us give away too much, I guess. I don't think that Tom Fitzgerald is going to give up much of anything of the team that we see right now uh, to get anybody. I just think we have all the assets in the world. Um, and, you know, maybe Siegenthaler, if he was, you know, healthy, might be on a, a trade block for another defenseman. But I just think that you know, we have enough assets, enough draft capital and prospects that when you can move Clark and especially when you make a move with a team like Columbus, Columbus is going nowhere. Um, You know, so they're going to want to dump their salaries. They're going to want to dump these guys that don't want them. I think we already made a a deal with them with Severson. You know, we've dealt with Columbus before. I think that that could be a move that we give up minimal. That's going to hurt this team. And we get a, 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 a goalie in, that can, I think, shore up our number our number two position. Minimal is the key word, I think, with that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, look, Tom Fitzgerald is not a fool. He's not going to give up the house for Elvis Merzlinski, you know, or whoever the hell he is. You know, it's just not going to happen. Um, now they're saying here, because Nico Dawes, um, 23-year-old, has played five games in this NHL season. He has a .922 save percentage. That's 40 percentage points ahead of Vitek Vanacek. For reference, Dawes has allowed 13 goals this season. Vanacek would have allowed 20 with his current save percentage. In five games, Dawes stopped seven goals more than the previous starter. And that's not even what's most impressive. While his .922 save percentage would have him in the top 10 in the league for any goalie who's played at least five games, he leads the league in an even more important stat. 
With the Devils' defensive injuries and a young defensive over, a defense overall led by Luke Hughes and Shimon Nemich, they will give up high danger chances. Since Dougie Hamilton's torn pec muscle cost him likely the rest of the regular season, the Devils have given up 240 high danger chances. While Vanacek has stats that are literally worst in the league, the Devils have a goalie with the best high danger save percentage in the league according to Natural Stat Trick. Dawes has stopped 52 of the 57 high-danger shots against him. That's .912 HDSV percentage. What is that? High-danger saves percentage? Okay. Is better than any other goalie who's played more than one game in the league. Better than Connor Hollebuck. Better than John Gibson. Better than Jacob Markstrom. Wow. What do you guys think of that? Very interesting. You know, what was it called? High killer? What were you saying? High danger chances. High danger chances. It's like an ACDC record title. Yeah. High danger chances. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's those are those are stellar, stellar numbers. Absolutely. You know. I, By the way, it's Mers Lickens. Mers Lickens. Mers Lickens. Mers Lickens. That's my saying. Mers Lickens five times fast. Mers Lickens. Mers Lickens. Mers Lickens. Then he just appears on the team. And we play and then them boof, he's just here. in goal. You say him five times fast, and he shows up. You hope he yeah. has a McSuck. So, what do you guys think the odds are on uh, Elvis Merzlikens becoming a New Jersey Devil? Um, I would say as high as one out of seven chances. One out of seven? Yes. Now, if those odds were one out of seven on, let's say, some <laughs> app like the DraftKings Sportsbook app, would That'd you be a bet weird way on to them? the odds, but go. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> we know hockey games move fast. But with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. And this week, new customers can bet five bucks, five ducks, five and ducks. get two hundred instantly in bonus quacks. Quack quack. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN, and new customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. You know, on my last trip to AC, I noticed that they had a 1-800, you know, you know, like, or like a, you know, mm-hmm. I've got a gambling problem sign on the billboards, but only on the way out of AC. The ones <laughs> on the way, way, down. way in there. There's, yeah, it's uh, great. You know, it's just one loser performer after another, like I think Kathy Lee Gifford is going to be there soon. That's great. Ooh, nice. But like, uh, you know, so you're looking at all that junk and then on the way back, there's this one, this guy's like got his head in his hands and it just said like, yeah, we like, of course, that's on the way home. You right. don't want to see that on the way in. You're that guy walking out. That's why. Yeah, You're that guy true. with it. The, like, they just snapped your the picture and you were place. just sitting there. <laughs> right. I remember when I would drive from, uh, I would drive through the recording studio from Gainesville through Tampa, and there'd be all these signs. And most of them were like either anti abortion signs, like, you know, the church would put these signs up, or uh, boiled peanuts or strip bars. It was like one of the three. But there was just tons of them. It's con- it was just constant like anti-abortion signs, and it's neat too because you're like wondering like, 
how do these fuckers even know how to read? Like, I don't even <laughs> understand that part of it all. Like, they're using <laughs> language and words like people do. Like, yes. like actual people. Yeah, with, like, you know, a, you know you brains like and empathy. And animals compassion. imitate us. And sure. It, yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's most of Florida, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's what yeah. it's just in general. Exactly. Other experience. Yeah. I mean, do we have any word on Brendan Smith or no? Just a leg. That's it. Lower body, no yeah, timetable. Yeah. Is this a day-to-day nothing. thing? Nothing. nothing. I'm going to check really shit. fast. I checked actually before the show. I'll see if there's any updates. It says here his leg is gone. Damn. I got an uh, email. Come back on a sled. Yeah, <laughs> I got an email from somebody in the Devils. Uh, I guess uh, the door. No, it wasn't. It was Tom oh. Fitzgerald, actually. No, oh. it was like, uh, hey, we saw that you have tickets to a game. Um, you know, is there anything that we can do to make your you know uh, experience better? Let I'm us know. To sell you tickets. Thinking. Well, I already bought the tickets, so my my thing was like, what what would they possibly be wondering what I need? Like, you want to upgrade me to a suite? Like, what do you what are you telling me? What could I possibly need other than my tickets? Like, I don't get season tickets. Season tickets, yeah. Yeah. They're trying to upsell you something. So I went to Jersey. I I want my damn press pass. (laughs) I went to a game. I went to game with the Rock probably two years ago, and they had this thing at the door where you. Sign up for a prize, right? So all they're doing, you're signing up to become on their calling list for season tickets. Well, they used to do that, yeah. yeah used to get free T-shirts when you sign up for a credit card. Credit cards. And we yeah. used to, I used to go and always put Bobby's information and then get him all the credit card stuff sent to his house. <laughs> Later on, we stole Bobby's credit. It's great. Learned <laughs> his life. I, you never give him the card. I just would fill out his name and address on stuff, and they would send them CDs kind of from the. Uh, that's what was it? Like, Columbia House. Oh, Columbia, Columbia House. House. Yeah, you get those yeah. boot, those bootleg, awful. Like there was no band picture. There was like a hand drawn stick figures of the band. You know, it was just total like they white had, tape uh, show. I remember one time at the mall, they had uh, this like they were selling magazines or whatever magazine subscriptions in some little kiosk in the mall, and you had to fill out you know all the stuff as you get like all these free magazines. And I think I, I used Bobby's name and I had him like sent like 13 different magazines for like two months yeah. and just kept having him send shit to him. It's just fun. Pretty All sure it was Bobby. County I did that too. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, I Until this team gets healthy, it's so hard to figure out who they are, what they are, how this is going to shake out this year. Uh, I'm done. The, I don't even look at the standings anymore because it's just like, why, why bother? You know, they have to just win games. I was um, so bummed out last night when I saw Smith limping. I was like, oh, shit, man. Just every period, it's someone else. And every exactly. time we fall down, it's a slow get up. I'm like, man, it is, you know, we're going to see all of Utica pretty soon. Everyone's going to. Yeah. We had a Mercer scare a against Florida. Um, yep. Then we had a, a Nemich scare last night. We had Smith out last night, which to, I would love to know what the fuck he was thinking. That's all in um, two games. Two games. Yeah, that's two games, and that's already two without months. you know the guys that we have. Just stay healthy. What it? What is it about this team that they can't stay healthy? Let, let's. We, we, it's a minority of games this year that the Devils have not picked up an injury or had some had at least two players out injured. Like right. they've been, you know, like one guy, whatever. But we've had two players, and these have not been tiny names. We've had at I least two luck, guys man. out and injuries, like the majority of games this season. Yeah, I don't I believe, believe that's perfect. I get it. Last year, up, though, we got lucky. We always say that we got lucky. Uh, this year, I, I think uh, it's the opposite. Where yeah. I don't believe yeah, in that. Between I, is probably the luck you can get as far as injuries, but 
way closer than last year. Come on. Is, is this it a way that we're playing very unhealthy year? I agree with you, Chris. That's I what I'm wondering. Like, I feel like there has to be something there. I think I was posing a similar question. Yeah, like, you, is there is there something about us this year that is a little off and, and, and contributing in some way, at least bumping up our natural bad luck percentage a few points, you know, something. I don't know. I feel like there has to be. I don't know how to prove it one way or the other, though. You know what was a little worrisome about last night's game? And I don't have the numbers, um, but I'm sure that they would be staggering. We we are a very good face-off team. We seem to lose every other face-off last night. Like, that was that's a problem, you know? And I don't know what the, the – I mean, they're listen, I get it. Boston's a great team. They have really good centers. But – like we were, I, I mean, even McLeod, who's you know the best in the biz. Uh, I don't know, Tone. Do you have that stat? I'm looking. What I'm the pulling face up, trying were? to get it up here right now. I remember a key one that Fish that he sure uh, won, and I was like, "That's pretty. That was a good one to win." Uh, but on the whole, yeah, I felt like we were losing all the faceoffs. Yeah, like we really struggled in the circle last night, and that's you know, I. I at least I'm happy that Montreal is, you know, Montreal will play north and south and really fast too, and they'll try. So I think we'll be okay against them. So we won um, 32 fa- – wait, we won 31 face-offs. They won 39 last night. It's Wow, I thought it was a lot a lot more lopsided than just that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, that's just me. It seemed like we were losing every friggin' face-off. Might have been the more key ones that were memorable. Yeah, maybe. I had the same impression. We even out-hit them 32 to 31, so – the hit I mean, stat is so un. Uh, oh, wait a second It's, here. it's wait not a, a great stat. You ever notice with the hits? I think Tony's wait, reading. Wait, wrong wait a second stats here. Let me get Chris to get some jokes going on here. Tony was got? looking at the wrong stats there. One second. You guys talking? I'll find it from last night. I was looking at a different. I was like, wait a second. We didn't score. What year are you looking at? Nineteen ninety what? Yeah. What game was this? The nineteen ninety five playoffs first round. Yeah, I think Chris Terreri had a shutout. Why are you reading this out of a newspaper, Tony? <laughs> this is outdated information. My flip phone. Do, do you have it? I'm looking right now. He's on his rotary phone wondering why he can't get on the internet. What the hell's the problem with this? Four centers on commercial are coming back on in a second. Hold on. Stan Fisher Stan Fisher is going to give him the stats hot. Is Stan Fisher Fresh. still alive? I saw him in, in an ad yes. recently. No, it wasn't even an ad. It was... Uh, some kind of MSG thing that ran after the game last night on the, uh, I can't remember, it was commentary. And it must have been from fairly recently. And I'm like, damn, Stan's been old my whole life. But yeah, yeah, he's really, really old. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be like in his 90s. Yeah, right, dude. He's got to be. Like, he's been old as far as I remember. Exactly. He was never not old. And what do you guys think? Guy went gray really early, but I don't think so. He was no, like, he was he was old back then. Yeah. Face-offs yeah. won. What would you guys say it was, if you had to guess? Well, I mean, I was just going by the eye test. I would say that maybe, yeah. uh, I don't know, he lost maybe 45 to 20, something like that. Yeah, we lost, we lost three out of five of them. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Same kind 29 of 29 to 29. Wow. That's it. Twenty nine to twenty nine. Yeah, let me sure. You yeah. sure you're looking at last night's game? <laughs> yes, indeed. Right. But we're yeah. Well, it's we're almost right. the same numbers you gave us earlier, but even more on the nose. Even so, like yeah, I just feel like maybe percentage. it was more key wins. Yeah, maybe I noticed. And what about yeah, the hits you know. tone? Hits was twenty six them, twenty two us. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, block shots. It was fifteen them, thirteen us. 
That's uh, one thing we have been doing a lot more of lately, and yes. that's blocking shots. Mm-hmm. And though I think we even talked about this back in the like quarter way of the season. Like, why can't we friggin' block shots? Why do we not do that? They have been a lot more attention to these little details these last few games. They've had to. Uh, you know, losing these guys, they've had to. You have to play a different way. You can't win with your speed and skill and your power play and all that stuff. You have to just be a really gritty, deep 5v5 team, and they're playing that way. I'll praise Heeshear for a lot of this because, you know, I felt like we were really struggling to find our way when he was out. Yes. And now that he's back and we have a lot of other big names out, he's doing a maybe better job than the other personnel keeping this team focused, showing them every night how hard to play because he has not been a weak spot, and that's no. great. And McLeod has been. 7-6 on takeaways, uh, us, uh, giveaways. They, they gave away 10. We gave away 5. So, I mean. I mean, I thought that McLeod has been playing very good. He's having a great year. Um, again, though, I want to see him down in the bottom six. Like, that's where he belongs. That's where this team is deep and, and gets a lot better. Uh, I thought he was going to fight in that one play, McLeod. Yeah, so did I. And I would, I, I think it would have helped this team. You know, he should have tried yeah. to get that going. Maybe he yeah. did a little bit. He's dropped the gloves before. You know, he can, he can scrap. But I know. That, I was thinking, when that happened, it reminded me a little bit of Miles Wood. Something about you know the two of them, the way they play, kind of remind me a little bit of each other. I like McLeod's game better, but um, yeah. you, you know, like, and I was thinking, you know what, Miles Wood was good for dropping the gloves once in a while, especially uh, not, when he first came in the league. Like, Exactly. When he first came, uh, Holtz. I thought Holtz was going to get into it, but Holtz looked worried. Holtz looked like, "Oh shit, man, I don't want to do this." I don't do think this. Holtz like, is your you know, guy, though. Yeah, they were like, getting. The I thought he was going to. There was a little scrum going on there. I think it was in the second period, or it might have been the end of the first. There's another He's guy. A young guy. You could tell he he could have showed a little bit more maturity and come through a little bit further on in his career. He's young, and I, I like what he had, but he could have been a little sharper. You know who Alex Holtz has kind of been reminding me of in his style of play? I mean, he's bigger than Sergey Breland ever was, but he reminds me that. of Breland in that his style of play. And I, I wish I would have thrown that out there because I felt like that was the first thing that popped in my head. Is it something about his, like, he's got this, like, slipperiness about him. You know what I yes. mean? Like, he's, he's in and out. He's business. He's slippery he's not like the biggest or the fastest guy, but he finds a way to outsmart the biggest and the fastest in his play at times. That's uh, it. He's not like the most lethal goal scorer. If you give him a chance, he's going to score hundred percent of the time, but he scores enough that you, you know, he's a weapon. And yeah. And you see his development and how it's gotten I mean, from the beginning of the year to now. I mean, he is really coming into his own where he is a good depth guy and maybe that's his role. Maybe he's a, Right. You know, third line dude, his whole career, and can help this team maybe go and win a few cups like Sergey Breland did. He needs and, uh, uh, a little bit better defensive but, edge to match Breland because, but Breland he has but defense he, and grind the other team down. Yes, but the thing I like about Alex Holtz is that you see him getting better throughout the season. You see Very the true. improvement. And that's huge because we weren't sure if this guy was even going to make this team or stay on this team. And now it looks was, like you can't get rid of him. I was um, Holtz a guy you move though. Like, now is Holtz a guy that's a piece? Uh, he's definitely got to be because he's definitely his values up now. You know, when we were talking about it earlier, and, and Chris, you mentioned the word assets, and of course, anything in Utica is going to be more palatable to Devils fans who watch. But Holtz is starting to get proven. Play, people like that. These you're teams. right. As far as like the rising star, you're you're probably willing to get the most return on what scouts are looking at from this team that's gettable 
he's got to be at the top of the list for other scouts. Like, okay, who can we get from the Devils? You know, they would probably want to put their claws into him. They know it's going to be harder to get guys like Mercer than it was last year, and that was pretty hard. Um, but Holtz is probably more gettable than anybody else with those kind of minutes on the team this year. I mean, do you pull the trigger uh, if it's a good trade, but Holt is in it? And it could be for a defenseman, a goalie. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go through it. They'll throw together, you know, make a make believe trade scenarios. But let's possibly. just say possibly we do. It depends. I think you do. I, I'm, I think I'm okay. You got to give it. up something. Nothing's not going to hurt. Like, to get something good, you got to, it's going to hurt a little bit. We don't I even think. know what we're talking about. But if yeah, it was something that was Holt's, juicy and like you think could really help this team, not just this year, but in the future, you got to strongly consider cashing in on Holtz now because let's face it we don't really know which way he's going to go I like his trajectory but you just don't know his stock's definitely up now though oh yeah I think, yeah. yeah and it, you know yeah you can get the max value for him so I'm I'm fine with that like I said whatever they can do to get this team bolster up the defense and bolster up goaltending um once again though I get nervous even though as great as Nico Dawes is playing like I feel like Lindy's just going to keep you know, throw Vanacek in every chance he gets. And that makes me nervous. See, um, I get nervous, Chris, but I it's not because of that. I get nervous just because just with our goaltending the last couple of years, like I trust nothing now. Like I remember when Schmidt first came in, I was so stoked. Like I really like Nico right. Dawes. Well, I'm well, impressed with his play. Long term. You can't, you can't yeah. expect a guy I've to win you over in a handful of I've, games. I've watched Nico in, in Utica a bit. Like mm-hmm. I, I do like the goal to get ten, like as a goaltender. I do really like him. I just, I guess I'm a little afraid now. I'm like, man, it just seems like that's the one area that we have not been able to, to really. We'll say a lot about Rub if he does play him the next game. I mean, yeah, I, that's basically, and this is huge. We didn't talk you about it. should play him, though, right? Dawes I mean, gets picked the next game. I think everybody has to acknowledge he's basically our number one. He's the number you know, one. Officially. I think they a lot of Devils fans him. in their heart feel that way. I mean, Chris, you were talking about need to make a move to shore up the number two goaltending. That's what I said. And, and you know, you're ready to already hand it over. But has a team shown us that yet? Well, if they play Nico Dawes next game, I think they have. I think yeah. they should play Nico Dawes next game. I think yeah. I agree. Why would you not? I mean, he, what he had like over thirty saves. He looked great yesterday. It was, like, well, you know, obviously. Will they? Will they? That's that's uh, an open I, don't, I don't know how you don't, but I guess I know what you're saying, Dan. Like you just never know with this team, like what they're exactly. going to put out there. I don't that's know what Lindy's going to do. I don't yeah, know. You just don't know. But I mean, I just don't see how. If I'm Lindy Ruff right now, I'm not saying, "Hey, let's give him another." The kid played a great game. What and else look, could you expect him to do than what he did? He got injured. You know, between his surgery, everything he's played like six games or like. 10 games in the last year. So it's not like you know, we have to worry. He says he feels as good as he did ever in his life. Mm-hmm. So you can't you know worry about this guy getting tired. He hasn't yeah. played. Uh, and then there's no reason that a 23-year-old kid shouldn't be able to play every other night. Uh, comes in Wednesday. And he hasn't played a lot at home. He's been in a lot of r- these road games. Put the kid in at home. Give him yeah. a start at home. This team's not good at home. Um, you know, you got to get the points. You're playing a team he that wins you... this game to get the crowd chant his name. That's gonna yeah, be, it's, it's kind of disappointing if he's not in there. I mean, how does I agree. Disappoint you. And you look at the schedule and look at you know you have Columbus on Friday in Columbus, and that should be Vitek's game. And then Saturday, you should uh, now uh, how great it would be make the trade for Elvis Merzlikens now, yeah, <laughs> and then put him in against Columbus on Friday. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Play against. Just stay in Columbus. We'll be there on Friday. Gotta be uh, a, a after that, like the, the quickest turnaround a goalie has played their former team. Is that'd be awesome. Night? That'd be yep. good to know. I don't know, but uh, you know, and then and then you put uh, 
back home on Saturday, it put Nico Dawson against Dallas. That gives you the best chance against a really good team. Look, we need points. Who gives you the best chance to win? It's not Vitek Vanacek. You know, you got a guy. Like, if it was still – if Dawes wasn't here and we were still going back and forth from Schmidt and and, um, and Vanacek, I think that I think our record over the last five or six games would be a lot worse. But I also think that, you know, it doesn't matter. They both played poorly. It doesn't matter. You didn't have a number one. I think you do now. It's yeah. obvious. I mean, look what we just read. Out of the five starts, the guy's killing it on high danger chances. He loves taking um, – and this team gives up a shitload of them. So – I say you put him in. And I think you've got nothing to lose. I think right now where the season's going or headed is kind of like if you can get Dawes to like really become a number one, let's just say a number one goalie, you have a chance of maybe, I don't say saving the season, but with Vanacek, we all we all admit, like, and I like Vanacek, but we all don't feel confident going into playoffs with him. We need something. Um, well, I mean, what do you got to lose? You might as well start him. I mean, I just don't see. Yeah, if anything, you – you're hurting the team by playing Vanacek. It just, that's, that's going to hurt the team. This team plays very good in front of Nico does. And the more that they play, the more comfortable they're going to get that. You know what? Even if we do make a mistake, he's going to bail us out. Go to the Tampa Bay game. Okay. Luke Hughes falls, turns the puck over to uh, who the hell was that? I can't remember who it was, but that goal, there was the second goal. And Dawes probably makes that save. You want to classify that, that's definite high danger chances. So if you go just by the stats, he probably makes that save. Makes that save, we probably win that game. You know, and then you, you yep. go to the game against Vancouver. He played pretty good, uh, even though the team completely didn't decide to uh, – uh, decided to not start playing until midway through the second oh, period. And, you know, he played he played really well. And – uh you know, that game probably should have gotten a point. You know, we were up with the power play. They don't call that penalty on uh, against Luke Hughes, and we would have been on a five-on-three. We probably get the point at that point. So you look at these last two games, one that Dawes did play that we probably should have at least gotten a point, another one that he didn't play that we – if you did play him, you probably win that game. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even think Vanacek – other than back-to-backs or, you know – if Nico Dawes goes out there and completely completely shits the bed, in which case we might as well just go throw ourselves in the fucking oven at that point because, <laughs> you know, what are we doing here? Yeah, so. no, I, I get you. I, I definitely don't want to, like, hang the hopes of the entire season on this, you know, you know, basically untested goaltender. We're just going to see what happens. The good news is it might be coinciding where we got a quality goaltender for real with the team that's playing way better as a team, and, and we could be on the right track. Yeah. If I would have told you guys last year, the in this the second next, upcoming season that we our biggest uh, thing that we'd have to rely on was Smith and Nico Dawes, we, none of us would believe it. Uh, like, I mean, these are the guys we need sure. to come through for us. Like, well, I mean, look, I, 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 you put Brendan Smith on a bit more of a pedestal than I do. I think Brendan mm-hmm. Smith has been playing a lot better over the course of the last five games or so. I don't think it's a pedestal. Games. I just think he's more important right now than he, than he's ever been for the devils, what they need him to be. Make a good I think point he's pretty yeah. much the only one doing exactly yeah. what he's doing. You know, yeah. That way. Until yeah, they address that, then he is the one that, you know, that actually takes that, wears that hat. And no. And I, I look, I like everything that Brendan Smith brings in his game. When he's playing his game, I like everything that he brings. It's you know? that consistency of, of, of having it be a net positive on the yeah. night. And I think we're at like we went beginning of the season in the minority of times. Like he's three out of five games, he's kind of hurting you. 
And uh, now he's at least flipped it. And I think of late, it's more like four out of five. He's helping you. Yeah, he uh, kind of became great. the Damon Severson of this year for a lot of fans. I thought, but, you like, know, never that. as bad as Severson. Yeah, but that whole there was like, some, I, there was some like you know, absolutely because like he was yeah. costing your games, dude. He was costing yeah. you. I would say personally, like as a player, he you could single him out. Three out of five of his performances, he was a net negative, and I, I yeah. stick with that. But like as it, he's flipped it, and he's definitely maybe even up until you know we'll see what happens. But uh, he could, I think he's been at a pace to be. Four out of five games, he's really helping you. Is he like, don't worry about him. He's rock solid. Hasn't turned in a, a bad performance in 20 games. No, he's probably never going to be that guy. But he can help this team if he uh, keeps up what he's been doing lately and maintains that, you know, four out of five games and that, that positive. I love it. My biggest problem with Brendan Smith is, and you can go and look at the Boston game and the play he got injured on, like bonehead plays that he does yes. sometimes. Like, what are you thinking? You know, that it just, that's, his biggest problem. It's the Philadelphia game where he takes to, to get suspended when he hits the slash and cost us a point in that game. Like badly there are just things plays. that badly timed. Plays. Yeah. Badly and timed. Plays. And it's like, that's the thing that bothers me now that he's hurt. It, it's oh, I don't tapered off a little bit. It has tapered off. He's since the Chicago game. I feel like he's yeah, been kind of like, controlled like it. you know, he yeah. stepped up in that game and I think it kind of maybe clicked like, okay, this is how I'm supposed to play. This is how this right. team Needs me to play. Go in the box now. Yeah. I also Stuff think like he thought to himself. I think he also thought to himself that at one point he was going to be in the press box a lot of for us a lot of games, and I like think he that he also got year. a chance. He also got the chance now. He probably realized like, well, shit. If I can clean up this part of my game, they need me right now. Like right now, yeah. every night there's a different guy. And he's a hard worker. The, I mean, look yeah, at him playing so, I mean, maybe that and everything. He, he, I love his work ethic. That's never been at question. Nope. And if Brendan Smith can bring that every night without taking stupid penalties and things like that, Brendan Smith could be one of our best defensemen. Uh, it's just, you know, he's got, and hopefully he's not, I really hope he's not gone for long. I don't want more guys from Utica on this team. Uh, no. You know, What's up I mean, with Hamilton? Has anybody heard with, with Hamilton? Hamilton is, is uh, most likely if he's going to come back, it's going to be for the playoffs. That's so, what I heard. You know, that's where it stands, and that's a big if. Now, I think it would be fantastic if you're rolling into a playoff series in April and you just get the news that Dougie Hamilton is healthy and ready to come back on this team. I mean, that talk about a, a shot in the arm, man. Uh, yeah. That changes everything. That changes our power play. That changes so much about this team. Um, I miss Dougie, and it's even with Jack out, I think he would be a catalyst on this power play, and we just haven't had that right now. Um, I like Colin Miller. I'd like to see Colin Miller a little bit more on the power play, but that doesn't seem to be happening. Uh, just to kind of maybe try and recreate that giant shot that Hamilton brings because uh, Colin Miller has it. But I don't think we're going to see Dougie Hamilton this year. I really don't, which sucks because it could be something like Vegas had last year. Mark Stone coming back right before the playoffs. I think he played like three games before the playoffs started. And, you know, just – is as fresh as a daisy and goes on goes on a hell of a run. Tampa did that with who? Was it uh, Kucherov? A couple was seasons it? ago, did they do that with him? I think that yeah, I think it was him. He was out, and then he came back like a week before the playoffs, and then dominated the whole playoffs, and they won yeah. the cup. Well, think about it. You're fresh, right? I mean, yeah. you're healthy. You're fresh. You're you know everyone else has been playing the rigors of an 82 game schedule, and you've just been rehabbing and getting yourself in the best shape of your life. And when you're a guy like Kucherov, who's you know one of the best in the world. That's why, you know, Jack, I, I, I hope this team can just keep their head above water until he gets back. 
you know, when I was in Tampa, I watched a lot of Kucherov play for, you know, a couple seasons. And as we always talk about on this show, you know, you watch a player play every day. That's when you really realize, like, you know, we talked, like everyone, remember when uh, Severson went to Columbus? Columbus fans were excited because they didn't watch him play every day. You know, we had a kind of a different outlook. Um, but with, you know, with him, it's, you know, the guy's just a great player. So you, with Kucherov, when you watch him play every day, he's, you just realize how great he is instead of, the guy just dominates the ice and you know yeah, he was one of the most impressive players i i have to say for those couple seasons he was one of the most impressive players i saw play daily where i was just like and i'm not a lightning fan but he's like second or third in the league in points right now amazing, i mean him man. and yeah. Nate McKinnon are just tearing the league up right now which i think jack would be in that hunt you know i really do he's mm-hmm. got to just you know get himself healthy and uh, hopefully Timo Meyer will be back soon. I haven't heard anything, but I'm really hoping he's back within this next week or so. So, but That's anything cool. else that you guys want to touch on for the evening before we wrap up this That's podcast? It. Did you watch any of the games last night, Chris? The football games? Yeah. Uh, I So I watched a little bit of the Buffalo game, and there was no good games this, this weekend. The only good no. game was the, the Rams and uh, Detroit game. Um, no, you hate Detroit, I, right? Okay, so I do hate Detroit because they're in my division, but at the same time, I am very happy for the Lions and their fans. They have been through so much. They've been terrible for so long. I'm glad that they're able to, you know, maybe go on a little run. And look, they got Tampa going into Detroit next week. I think Detroit Lions are making it to the NFC Championship game. I'm kind of pulling for Detroit. I mean, I know they they have no, like, I know for you it's a – like kind of like any team in my division and stuff. I'd much rather see the sure. Packers lose than the Lions lose. I'll tell you yeah. that. Cowboy yeah. fans were mightily surprised. I have a few of, uh, you know. Who in the right mind would be surprised at the Cowboys having a wonderful regular season and then shit in the bed why? in the playoffs? That's just yeah. what they do. I think they'll be done with Dak after this year. I think uh, they're going to be done with Dak and McCarthy. Yeah. And, you know. Guys, I got a show title for you. Let's yes. Put that in there. What is it? Merzhemmer. <laughs> Merzlikin, my balls. Merzlikin's my balls. My balls. I like it. You got to go with disease too. Merzlikin's my balls with a yeah. Z. And you Maybe guys we shouldn't have read that because we're going to surprise everybody with the title. But I'm sorry. <laughs> well, by, the time, by the time they get to this, they'll have read the title. <laughs> they they, they have turned already. us off already. already um, but you guys right. got to check out that TED series on uh, Netflix. Have you guys seen any of that yet? Which one? That Ted, remember the old the, the bear Ted that talks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. They actually uh, put a miniseries TV on show, man. right? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like it's when they were kids. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. So, um, all right, I guess uh, we'll just wrap this thing up. We will be back on Thursday, so we'll be able to talk a little bit about the game tomorrow night against the Montreal Canadiens, and we'll preview a little bit of the Columbus and Dallas games, and then we'll all be back. Actually, I think we're all going to be around on Thursday, so that should be fun. Um, uh, Bobby will be joining us and wherever you're listening to us, please a five-star review, a positive comment, a like a subscription, a download goes a very long way to help us promote this little podcast that we do. Also, please check out Tampa morgue, which is a podcast that Tony does with a couple of his buddies. New episode tomorrow. There you go. Posted, New episode yeah. tomorrow. Carl Kennedy of the, uh, you can listen to that for three hours. The rods. He's, he's one of the rods, right? Yes, the Rods. And, Rod uh, and Todd? He's, knows, he's known for producing, what would you say, a bunch of Anthrax, bands. Overkill, uh, you know, Exciter, Tommy a bunch of bands. went to heaven. Exactly. Rod exactly. and Todd. All right, boys. I think we're going to wrap it for the evening. Uh, for Tony, Dan, I'm Chris. For the Uncle Puckers, see you when we see you. Puckers out. Peace. Peace.